Good news brought to you by Cody the Boy in the post-truth apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always, and I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Bonjour, no. This is the show where we bring you the weekly word of the weird for us found on the World Wide Web. Did do it so well today. Oh, I think I got through it. Yeah, we, this is our sister show to Cody the Boy where we bring you the shit, weird shit we found on the net this week. This is the, I'm going to start with one that got me genuinely excited when I read it. Not sexually, just like, my God, this is the finest piece of news I've read this year. Right. Are you ready for it? Go on. King Charles flew UFO to save lives in bizarre secret military uh, mission. This is the Star, yeah? Uh, it is the Daily Star. But just, just take a moment to let that sink in. Pete? I can see your mind working. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just processing. There was a hamster turning a wheel right now in your mind. There was two of them, mate. That's how that's how much I was trying to process this one. <laughs> he couldn't have made. He, he, he did. He rung up his mate. <laughs> right, Claire. What at UFO was he flown? Well, it's a Tesla-powered, unidentified object craft. Yeah. What? Okay. Let's start. From the, let's let's break this down. Yeah. Tesla's in with the fucking aliens. It could be a, a human. A built, UFO is so only an unidentified yeah. flying object. We'll get to the meat and bones of it, don't we? So piloting a Tesla-powered UFO craft, bizarre claims have suggested King Charles III saved lives during his extraction of a UFO craft from a base in Canada, according to a diver who worked with him. <laughs> So wild claims have suggested King Charles III allegedly flew this UFO craft, which saw the at the time Prince of Wales save lives after a disastrous Tesla coil implosion. And these nothing to me either. <laughs> the King of England had allegedly been part of Project Scorpio, according to a former colleague who worked as a diver alongside the monarch at Sandy Point in Canada. It is now bizarrely claimed an unidentified flying object allegedly piloted by then Prince Charles in the 70s saw the head of the royal family save the lives of some researchers after a successful retrieval mission. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because if anyone's going to pilot something that's new and super top secret or something... You're not going to do it to the air to the 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 throne, are you? Why not? Because he's young, because you've got a choice of fucking Nancy Andrew or weird, sickly Edward. We're not saying he was the test pilot. Do you know what I mean? No, but you're not sending him on a dangerous life or death mission. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but William, William. Well, you never went to Afghan. Harry did. William's been flying fucking rescue helicopters. Yeah, but that's a nice, years. safe job. Oh, flying a helicopter is not a safe job. No, it's safe. It's safer way. than flying a fucking Project Scorpio UFO mm. Tesla-powered craft, which was probably just a fucking helicopter anyway. Well, we don't know yet. Piloting the Sikorsky prototype rotary craft mm. proved dangerous following an electrical failure, which is said to have been caused by the Tesla coils it was powered by. <laughs> it's powered by Tesla coils. That's quite dangerous. Well, yeah. Speaking to the Daily Star, diver Dan Costello said, to quote him, the Sikorsky prototype rotary craft was an electrical risk itself 
and the target attacks which cost the lives of original Sikorsky engineers and test pilots intended to fly it to Langley earlier that season in 1975. Many turbines were subjected to emergency shutdown while submerged, requiring special forces divers to enter the voltage risk areas to prevent a mass death event. Some Royal Navy Reserve and Sikorsky engineering crews lost their lives in those the, the flooding as a result of terrorist and vandal attacks. King Charles and his 845 Squadron aircrew extracted the prototype Sikorsky after the original engineers had been drowned, thus murdered by vandals and terrorists. Quick actions from the at-the-time prince meant tens of thousands of lives were saved by the Royal Navy, while Nub TV aired the unconfirmed allegations of King Charles piloting an unidentified aircraft. The fuck's Nub TV? I have no idea. <clears throat> the diver added the uncontrolled event would have caused mass death of tens of thousands across three countries. Three counties. The counties of people, Shelbourne, Queens and Lunenburg. And by removing the prototype and shutting down turbines, the Royal Navy saved tens of thousands of lives. How, um, how would these lives have been affected? Because Tesla coils are imploding. How big are these Tesla coils? I don't know. Where are these Tesla coils? I don't know, but apparently, according to the expert, Costello himself, a Tesla event in 1903 saw an uncontrolled burst of energy which tore through nearby electrics and metals, an incident in, in oh, some of the King's engineers in London I lived through. I don't know, this story is quite mixed up, but I love the headline. It's mad, isn't it? That's the thing. I, I was going to say before you started was... This is a Daily Star headline, so what it, the headline says and what the story actually is are normally two very different things. Yes. So what you might find is, at some point, what now King Charles has flown a prototype aircraft of some sort. Possibly. <laughs> at some sort, at some point. And he happened to be in on, on a ship at the time that they rescued... A downed Tesla coil, Tesla craft thing. Well, I think it fits more into the UFO thing. I mean, apparently, King Charles is one of the three parts of the lead prototype Sikorsky rotary craft, and it saw the motionless craft hum in the air before generating a blue flame from the bottom of the craft. That's a bit UFO y. The blue flame was powerful enough to turn rock into glass. That's pretty sweet. And trees into cinders. Well, if it's a Tesla coil, obviously it's conducting electricity from one point to another, so it's creating a massive spark of lightning between two coils, yeah? That's how the Tesla coil worked. So if that, essentially, lightning is hitting the ground, what happens when lightning hits the ground? It can turn ground into glass, split trees, so that is all it's doing, but they are... Creating a very, very powerful electric charge, clearly. Well, yeah. Powerful as lightning. But powerful. I don't think King Charles was piloting back engineered. No, I don't, I don't, don't think he was. I don't think he would have been piloting things like that. To say say he, there's a good chance he could well have piloted some kind of craft that was being prototyped at the time. He's quite an adventurous bloke. He probably would have demanded a go in something that was a bit funky. Christopher Mark Christopher Lee on Nub TV said, Following the testimony and evidence I have received 
and the proven interest his father and great-uncle had in UFOs, I again call on King Charles to put pressure on both Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and US President Joe Biden to release the truth about UFOs. My source allegedly alleges that the craft allegedly flown by King Charles, a lot of alleges and allegedly's in this, mm. by King Charles is part of the same technology the US pilots have seen and engaged with in the recent <laughs> Congress hearings. The Daily Star has contacted Buckingham Palace for a comment, presumably known as returned. I did the Tic Tac UFO was just Prince Charles on a jolly. We've <laughs> <laughs> got Andy with him, do you think? <laughs> I'll get you to Epstein's Island. But you know what, double that, time. that kind of just backs up what I was kind of the theory I was having. Like, if if anyone could have access mm. to test, fly a fucking potential back engineered UFO and creating our own version of it, why not Prince Charles having a go of it? Is he rescuing? Trapped engineers from an imploding Tesla coil in well, a UFO. Not maybe not in the UFO, but in the, on the ship that he was on that rescued a downed something or other. Or I I don't know. Oh. The way it worded that first couple of paragraphs was extremely confusing. <laughs> I like to think that this is the finest investigative reporting on the planet. <laughs> Done by a drunk blind man. <laughs> Who is very hard of hearing. Oh, he's fine, UFOs, man. All right. Well, Nub TV is broadcast Tuesdays 9 till 10 on AOZAP TV, which is channel 186 on Sky. Oh, it's on 186 on Sky. It can't be, can't be bad. <laughs> I was not watching that. I bet you will. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Scientists confirm that one of the Mexican aliens is alive after controversial research. Then fucking kill it. <laughs> No, wait, don't kill it. That might trigger an interstellar war. Exactly. Put it in a hotel room. Give it some bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Two aliens named Clara and Maurizio have been reportedly been studied in a lab at the Knorr Clinic in Mexico. Lead researcher Dr. Jose Jesus Salce Benitez, former Navy forensic doctor, who added that as well as being a single skeleton, the aliens are also... A complete organic being. This, of course, is about the, the two aliens that were presented to mm. Mexican Congress yeah. the other week, isn't it? Week, yeah. two weeks ago now? He denies the aliens are part of a hoax and even said that Clara was alive, was intact, was biological, and was in gestation. Oh, fucking stoveheading. <laughs> it didn't look very alive to me. What? What? I mean, them two little. Oh, yeah. The, the mummified yeah. ones. Yeah, the mummified ones. They didn't look ones. alive to me. Did they look alive to you? Maybe they were in sort of like, you know, you had to crack through the surface. and Yeah, like, like a suit in independent Suspended state. animation. Yeah, could have been suspended animation. Could have been. Alive and in gestation. That's, that's concerning. Benitez added in his address at the press conference, we are facing the paradigm of describing a new species... Or given the opportunity to accept that there's been contact with other beings, non-humans, that were drawn and marked in the past by diverse cultures throughout the world. You've got to break this down to, is this, like, how much do you trust the guy that's presented these things? He is a known hoaxer. Yeah. Is he? Um, it's too good to be true, I think. It is a little bit, isn't it? It'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? And I think Peru is asking, how the fuck did you get our mummies? Yeah. Peru has literally asked them the question, like, how did you get them? Why have you got them if they're Peruvian? They just built in Iceland, didn't they? 
Hvor man skal have tøj sådan. Uh. <laughs> if, if he has got alien bodies, why haven't they got like, you know, scientists from all around the world, sort of, you know, you, you to try and, what's the word? Approve it? Well, to try, yeah, to try and prove it and get it out there, you, you'd want to, you'd go, right, the yeah. top, top scientists, top, men. top, top women. Hey. <laughs> top people. <laughs> nah, the women will be fine. Oh, you feminists. You just won't fucking kill them. <laughs> A minute ago, you were all like, kill him, kill him, you know. Starfix head in! Yeah, if it's alive and got eggs in it, yes! No. No, you can freeze them. We can refreeze them. We can study them. I was just thinking of a human race of security. You're jumping the gun. I am a little bit, I'll, I'll give you that's that. That's a military fumble of <laughs> epic gal- galactic... You're going to kill the only non... No, there's another one. Life. There's another one. It's male. It's all right. That's oh, dead. He said there's one. Oh, all right. One alive. Oh, cack. All right. I'll, I'll retract my earlier statement. But still, got to think of the security of the human race. There's no point in that one in a hotel room and feeding a bourbon. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it wouldn't be ideal feeding female gestation bourbon. You don't know what they're like. They might love alcohol. They might. Might be good for them. It's in, oh man, it's, it's curious this one, isn't it? Mm. It's, until we, we'll keep rumbling but, on, won't it? But like, send it to like, send samples to Harvard, send samples to Oxford, send samples to. Is the Mexican university not good enough for you? No. <laughs> racist. I, I, well, I, we just don't believe them. That's the point. We need to see it ourselves. I want to see it from several top universities. I just want to see it from one. One dude who used to be a forensic guy in the army. He should be yeah. inviting them people over. At yeah. Least and, you know, but if you were, you know, Harvard, Oxford, anywhere, yeah, and you got that email come through, the science department. I'd be straight on it. I'd be straight on a plane. Would you really? Yeah. No. So you're this just is me ask, we're talking about, except I'm a scientist. Yeah, yeah, but go and ask your boss, like the head of the, the university. Oh, I've got this guy that's got this alien. Yeah, yeah, can I have two weeks off? Yeah, can I go to, what's it called? Can I have Spence's paid as well, please? Because oh. this could be a really big... Yeah, I'm Ben's head is Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess I am. That hat is pretty sweet. It's the whip you like more than that. <laughs> <laughs> He's unwielding it. If I was the boss, I'd be like, look, tell him to bring to send samples. If the samples are like, you, you know, not human or inconclusive or something well, of interest. With all scientific discoveries, it's all about repeating the test and getting the same, getting the results, same results, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, you want different people doing them yeah, tests, don't you? Yeah, peer review, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, here we go. After, after last week, Claire, I found this for you. Women in disbelief after discovering how much their boyfriends secretly think about the Roman Empire. It's true. If you constantly find yourself preoccupied by the period 27 BC to 476 AD, then you're not alone, as women are discovering just how often their boyfriends think about the Roman Empire. In all fairness, that's a hell of a run, isn't it? 27 BC to 427 AD. Yeah. It's a hell of a run. Yeah. It certainly is. That, well, their empire wasn't the big enough, but, you know, they had a lot of years to do it in, didn't they? 503 years, and they, they didn't even get anywhere near what we accomplished. Pussies. <laughs> yeah, but we had guns. Mm. 
Steam power. No, oh, yeah, to the to the end towards the end. You know, we had we had guns. They had swords. They were like one city state. We're. Uh, we had nothing. Trying to say there was a bigger difference in the no, we had military nothing. technologies. We had nothing that everybody else didn't have, though. We had really. guns when people were fighting with spears. In some parts, not all. We didn't parts, conquer so. the Western countries, did we? No. It was the same as us. We conquered the ones that didn't. Mm, savvy like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Canada, remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. Took that off the French. Yeah. Okay. We had America until they got mm. uppity and rebelled. Mm. Most of the time we were fighting pygmies and, and, and butter gourd. <laughs> sharpened fruit. <laughs> sharpened fruit. <laughs> Not even spears. Just <laughs> bananas. <laughs> <laughs> this looks sharp, that'll do. I mean, we're, 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 we're misdoing the Indian armies who were armed with muskets and trained by European officers. We did beat them in... They weren't as good as our guys, though, so trained by European officers. Mm. You know, so it wasn't all one way, but Roman yeah, Empire. Sorry. Okay, so now it might be a slightly odd point in history to constantly crop up in your mind from time to time, but it would appear that there's a whole bunch of blokes out there that can't help but delve into the times of the gladiators, emperors, and global domination. So this trend has since gone viral across social media, with many women coming forward to reveal how much their partners think about Julius Caesar and co. <laughs> People do leave flowers at the spot where Caesar was killed on the anniversary of his death. Wow. There's a stone commemorating it. Mm. Caesar was a dude. Sounds like he was a bit of a dick to me. He was a dude. One Instagram lady, I think. Gaius. Oh, come on, Flavius. Gaius Flavius. Sounds like a guy to me. Sounds like a guy. That is a guy. He's a, he's a oh, he's Swedish a... Roman reenactor. Well, he was the lady that put it out on the thingy. It's not. He's, he said, "Ladies, many of you do not realise how often men think about the Roman Empire." Ah. So yeah, women have started asking their other arms mm. and filming it. It's become a bit of a bit of a thing. I think it's a load of bollocks. I don't know. I reckon I think about it twice a week. Yeah, but that's you. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I've asked every fucking bloke nearly. I've no, you haven't. Every bloke I've come across recently. Oh, the past week that's or one so, of the pubs. Excuse me, mate. How often do you think of the Roman Empire? I don't go to the pub. Oh, well, every okay. bloke I know, when I'm at work and that, I've, I've said to him, because I talk about our podcast and that, and I've said to him about the fact that you gave out last week about the uh, Roman Empire thing. So I've said, do you ever think about, like, Gladiator and that, there. What do you mean? Like you know the film Gladiator. He's in Gladiator, but he's in the Yeah, you're defining it. No, but then I say, so do you ever think about the Roman Empire? Ah, no. Yeah. Uh, every single person I've asked, like whether they think about the Roman Empire or Gladiator, have all said. How many? At least a dozen. At least a yeah. dozen. Well, those people have got no imagination. Well, some people think that. The sense of culture. Sorry, Claire. Some people think that men inherently have a need to conquer. And we will always will, and that's why they think about. You why know, do they think about the Roman Empire? Think about the fucking British Empire. Because they had a long time after. Because the Romans, yeah. They, you know, because they look cool. Yeah. I mean, we look cool, but yeah, they look cool. They had those plumes of feathers yeah, coming out their head. The horsehair plumes. That's are, it. The you know, the armor, the gear. Sounds a bit homoerotic to me. Well, they were all 
hold on to that, wouldn't they? No, but they fought fairness, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything goes in Rome, wasn't it? The Greeks, especially the ancient mm. Greeks, let's face it, Rome nicked loads off. Mm. And they didn't care, man, woman, animal, they weren't bothered. That's why they're saying, isn't it, when in Rome, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck it, do as the Romans do. Anything <laughs> and everything. <laughs> it's a great time, well, yeah, it was a cool time in history. I just think it's it's becoming it's not more just of a, Rome. But I think, I think it's, of. I think it's becoming more of a trend because it's become a trend. I Does get that you make sense. From, yeah. but because it's, like, it's gone viral, everyone's like people are thinking about it now. And then but then also people just want to make TikTok videos. Oh babe, babe, should we film this? Right? You say that you think of Romans at least twice a fucking week, yeah? I'll film it, pretend it's silly alright, alright, darling. I, I, it's bullshit. I get it, but yeah. I don't I don't believe it. I don't just think of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's other empires I think of. I'm not exclusively I also Roman. think of Napoleon. I mean, I'm a bit of a polyagamist when it comes to empo- historical empires. Polyagamist, mm. I just say it. You slut. Polyamorous. I'm a bit polyamorous when it comes to ancient empires. You slut. You love any of, any of them. Well, as long as they were glorious. <laughs> and the fashion sense was up. So you're just a glory unto them. I, you know, uh, I know what I like and I like what I see. Should we move on before Ben gets a semi? Yeah. Too late. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you call me Maximus Benis from now on. God. You know that's why I called Max Maximus, Ugh. the dog. His full name is literally Maximus Decimus Meridius Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you you just say that full name when you go to the vets. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you do as well. <laughs> I bet you do. I know he does. Yeah. In fact, it's his full name? 100%. Yeah. It's his full name? You're Max. I go, excuse me. <laughs> Maximus Decimus Meridius Carter. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Moving on, though. <laughs> My next one's going to be called Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, move on, go on. Oh, it's me, is it? Boffins. Oh, God, I'm going to read the Daily Star's Boffins. <laughs> Boffins put living fungus skin on killer robots after being inspired by Terminator. Yeah, because that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, living fungus on robots. That's going to work. Antonio Gandia and Andrew Adamatsky have devised a plan based on their shared love for the Terminator films where they managed to grow fungal skin on a roboto. I'd say if they had any love for the Terminator films. That's a typo. I think it's just a robot. Oh, right. I, I, they look Italian. They look Italian. It might be Roboto. I, yeah. I, I was thinking a Roboto might be like a brand of robot. Like, <laughs> like, an old, like an old Hoover robot, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm coming from? Like a ro- it might be a thing in Italy. Mad scientists have been inspired by the Terminator films and are now adding fungus to potentially kill robots. <laughs> a pair of boffins from the Polytechnic University of Valencia. So they're not even Italian, Claire. I went with the Italian, I agree. I thought the names looked Italian. Well, they've devised a plan to create a skin for robots made out of fungus. And in their report, which is still being peer-reviewed, they admit they were inspired by the Terminator, which if you were a fan of the Terminator films, you wouldn't want to bring about the downfall of humanity by creating a synthetic skin site robot, would you? You What makes it funnier is the fact that they've actually made a miniature Terminator. Out of metal and then... They're spraying this fungus on it, yeah. presumably. <laughs> so they have actually like made like a little yeah. mini Terminator. It's literally robot. an action figure of the Terminator, yeah. of the, the T eight hundred exoskeleton, yeah. being sprayed with a fungal skin. 
And you're like, well, if you were a fan of the Terminator movies, you'd know how this goes down. So clearly you're not fans, you're just idiots. They could have just tested it by just, you know, spraying it onto metal. Or Action Man. Or Action Man. Yeah, but it's cool on a little mini Terminator though, isn't it? Yeah, freak everybody out. Yeah. When he starts walking. (laughs) (laughs) When he starts firing a little Nerf gun at your ankles is when you want to worry about it. You know it's going to get worse. I'll be back! What? Who the fuck said that? Exactly. (laughs) They wrote, anyway, the two scientists who did this, the mycelium cultivated cultivated using established techniques was homogeneously grown on the cyborg model's surface, demonstrating robust reactivity to various stimuli such as light exposure and touch. This innovative merger points towards the future of sustainable biomaterials and the potential integration of these materials into new and existing technologies. The fusion of organic and inorganic materials is not a new concept in science, although it probably fucking should be. (laughs) In fact, the pursuit of this fusion has been a driving force behind numerous technological innovations, from the development of bioelectrics to the creation of synthetic organisms. However, the potential of harnessing the power of the fungi, specifically their mycelium networks, sensorial fusion, and information processing and decision-making is a relatively novel exploration. Yeah, obviously they did do it on an 18th century replica of the T-26 Terminator robot, which I think he's just asking for trouble. Do you know what, can I just point something out? I don't think the Daily Star have ever used so many big words I don't think, no. in, in one article. No, and in fact ever. I am hating on this fucking Daily Star journalist right now. Because that was more than I was expecting, I'll tell you that. Those like... <laughs> Past half a dozen small paragraphs yeah. have been nothing but fucking technical long words. Like even the fucking King Charles article was fairly technical. Yeah, you didn't but, get to that word either. Juxtaposition. Oh fuck me. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. Yeah. yeah. Well, organic mycelium. Oh Jesus. Well, organic cyborg model symbolising the fusion of biologically. Biology. Biology and technology. Well, that's just it's like... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just... Oh, you're not fans of Terminator. You're trying to bring it about your daft pricks. Well, first of all, it's got to live on, on said material. And then, you know, it's not going to... Well, fungus doesn't move, does it's it? It's the start, Claire. It's the start. Yeah. Oh. They've got the robots already. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Boston Dynamics? All the shit yeah. their robots are doing, like, no, side-flipping over benches and landing mentally. on their feet. How often still they're doing that while firing an assault rifle? <laughs> I've seen the dogs and that. They're quite scared. Yeah, you literally kick over and they get... Well, they don't even actually fall over. They, they get back up again yeah. now. And they've created yeah. robots that eat organic material to recharge themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got, cannibal, you've got human hunter-killer dogs feasting on the dead's flesh... Well, they can run at like 30 miles an hour at this point with like a couple of miniguns strapped to their back. Why don't they just put them in like rubbish waste sites and dumps and that, eat the organic, like, you know, material and... <laughs> yeah. Because we're too busy strapping machine guns to their back to hunt down... Te- <laughs> to hunt down... I'd say at the moment, terrorists, in quotes, at 30 that- miles an hour. That's what, that's, what they're doing, that's what they're doing now. It's that male... 
ambition to conquer, isn't it? It's just coming in again. It's coming that, in again. The, that them eating organic matter, mm. that is scary as shit. Because <laughs> yeah. we're organic matter. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to be like plant material and things like that. Doesn't matter. But it's not going to be though, is it? No, it it's going to be human corpses. Yeah, you know, AI yeah. evolves. We're going to have fucking robot vampires, basically. Yeah. It's not even that. It'll be like no, no, no they're no. worse than vampires. They're going to be like werewolves that are just going to eat you. They'll yeah. send them in. They'll gun people down. And like, oh, everything's burning around here. You know, the only aren't burning. Those corpses over there. Send the robots to eat the corpses. To recharge them. Yeah. To recharge them. Oh. Mm. Light and fluffy. <laughs> you got to love it, haven't you? Yeah. Next week will be lighter and fluffier. There's only one murder. Well, anyway, the fungus using the robot did show robust growth and managed to successfully colonise the entire surface of the model. Oh, great. <laughs> so it was successful, just to let you know. Oh, that's fantastic. They're clearly idiots. Yeah. I'm leaving that one in. Yeah. We're leaving him. Leaving on? Yeah. <laughs> this is light and fluffy. Almost everyone in Europe is breathing toxic. Oh, oh fuck me. Well, we know that anyway, don't we? God, well, it's all got downhill from Prince Charles on a UFO, <laughs> hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Guardian investigation finds 98% of Europeans breathing highly damaging polluted air linked to 400,000 deaths a year. They found these toxic chemicals in all our organs, in our hearts, and things like that. Oh man, Where, where's all the nasties coming from? Hang on, we're okay in Shropshire. No, you're not. No, we're not. Oh. The only ones that aren't is Iceland, northern Scotland, and the northern Scandinavian countries. Everything else is over the limit. It's worse in the Eastern European and countries in northern Italy. Oh yeah, because all they have is coal-fired power plants for <laughs> 70 years. God, it's terrible in Poland and yeah. North Italy. Remember as well, if you go like all around this area, what what was that there? It's Chernobyl, isn't it? I was gonna say we're looking we're looking at a map here. Yeah, we are. Uh, coloured. You're all right key. if you're in Scotland. Shropshire's orange Northern at Scotland, least. Yeah. yeah, we're orange. We're not we're not red, aren't we? That's something. Half of Shropshire, look, if as you come towards. Oh yeah. The black country. That's a bit shit. Yeah. Not as bad as it Northern is, Italy, Serbia, North Macedonia, Albania, and Poland, though. Suppose it's into Russia on that map, properly. Mm. So where's it all coming from then, Mike? Does it say? Ah, uh, butts. I don't know, but they've been, they've been found in the bloodstream affecting almost every organ in the body. These tiny airborne particles mostly produce some burning of fossil fuels. It's the fucking chemtrails. I'm going to put it, I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> it's, let's just go for Occam's Razor in this scenario <laughs> and say... It's all the coal we've been fucking burning for the last hundred plus years. In the UK, three quarters of the population live in areas where exposure is between one and two times the World Health Organization guidance, with almost a quarter more than two times over that limit. Oh, that's not good, is it? No. That's just the UK. It comes from traffic, industry, domestic heating and agriculture are the main sources. That's a shitter. And I see what the USA figures are, though, because I'm willing to bet they're higher. That's the only shred of comfort I'm hanging to at the minute. It's no surprise, though, is it? Because it's, it's the whole you are what you eat scenario. So we know what we're breathing in. We're breathing in the air. Yep. What's in the air? Full of pollutants. Of course it is. Obviously going to be within our organs after oh, breathing it for 70, 80, 90 years. 
I know what you're saying, but it's like, so you're taking all the, the coal burning we've done, all the lead in the air, nuclear tests, nuclear disasters, agriculture, cars. cars. Oh, like, yeah. That air ain't good to breathe, is it? See, I've I've experienced it when I was on the submarine, when we when we surfaced after three and a half months underwater, breathing in thirty five percent oxygen. Really, really, really. Pu- remembering we twenty two percent in our. T- tell the listener who doesn't know what, 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 you were a submariner. Yeah, I, was, I used to be a submariner in the Royal Navy, so I used to be on the submarines as a medic, and. Yeah, and obviously when we when you're on the submarine for three and a half months, you're just breathing in completely pure air, purer than you'll ever breathe it anywhere in the world. It's, it's going to be re- recycled to a point. It, it is to a point, but it's generated. You have oxygen burners and things like that, okay. so you create the oxygen. Obviously means it's a very flammable area, though, as well. To an extent, no more than at normal, because it's still at a low level. Yeah. It's not like over 50-60% which is where it would start becoming flammable you're talking about 32-35% oxygen as opposed to 22% which is what we're used to all the time now so that's it's a lot more concentrated but, yeah but it was fresh it, there was no there was there was no there was no other nasties in there no, so, so it's all, there's no pollutants is there because all the pollutants are Held and then discharged at some point the only pollutant would have really literally been Carbon dioxide from exhaling and methane, methane from, methane, from, methane <laughs> from 157 sweaty ass fat blokes on a submarine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, not that they were unfit and fat, but you know what I mean. There's, no, there's no 100 metre track, is there? <laughs> no. Nah, airy ass matlows, isn't it? Yeah. Navy lads. They're not, they're not army lads, but they are fit anyway. You have to have a certain level of fitness in all of the forces. Yeah. So a hell of a lot fitter than most civvies. But my point is, when we when we came up, you opened the hatches and we were all allowed to go out and make our first phone calls. Like we were sat in the middle of middle of the ocean between the Isle of Arran and yeah. Scotland, going up towards the Clyde, the River Clyde, which would take us right up to Helensborough. <laughs> but as soon as they opened the hatches, you could just smell everything. Like <laughs> The, the, you just smell the shit in the air. Well, first of all, it was fish. Mm-mm. Because we were in the middle of the ocean, there wasn't really many pollutants. We had, we had at least a few miles and being up Scotland, of anything. Yeah, and Scotland is a lot fresher yeah. as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Imagine if you'd come out in... Down, in London, yeah. down by that London. But yeah, it, it, the first thing was fish. Mm. But you, you kind of get used weird, to the fish. It, yeah. But then when certainly when we got back to Scotland inland and we we'd got off the submarine honestly shit from there it, stunk, <laughs> it, it stunk for at least two or three days we could smell everything like just must be weird that was not it yeah. but the first thing you could really smell was like exhaust fumes mm. it was that kind of you could smell it yeah we're so used to it yeah, we don't notice it. And then everyone gets a horrendous cold that'll last for a good week mm. because you've been out of all the bugs and that. You get a really yeah, bad yeah, yeah. cold, and it's it's one of those things. It's you come off the sub, you get a cold. Can you <laughs> smoke on a submarine? Yeah, used to be able to. I'm sure you probably still can. 
We used to have. Um... Can't nip out for a fact, can you? <laughs> yeah, you used to open one of the windows, mate. <laughs> there are no windows on submarines. Before anybody even <laughs> thinks of questioning to themselves, listeners, there are no windows. Not one. It's like a bit of a coffin at the bottom of the ocean, isn't it? Pretty much. That's why Ocean Gate was not a very good fucking idea. No, no. No, we used to go down into where the gas compactor was, the rubbish compactor, because all the rubbish gets put into a really, really powerful compactor. Yeah. And it was just a little neat little room. It's nuclear powered, of course, it's powerful. (laughs) Yeah. But it was this neat little room. It had a great little ventilation system in it to eradicate the... The smells, the, yeah. the, the 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 rubbish, the garbage, the trash. Where does the toilet. shit go? It gets flushed out, literally. It gets ejected. It. Gets ejected. Of course yeah. it does. Why not? Bit of raw sewage in the sea. Are you talking? We're hundreds of miles yeah. out into the middle of nowhere. Our poo is our whole ejection of shit is like a few whales taking a shit yeah. <laughs> there you go you, know you may well have drank bits of peach shit in your water or swam no. it you might have eaten a fish that's eaten peach poo yeah <laughs> yeah we used to we used to create our own water from seawater desalinization using brabies and electrolytes and electrolysis and you split the H and the two, the you get oxygen and things like that. There's all sorts of crazy stuff on the submarine. Cool. So you make oxygen from water, but you also make pure water from seawater. Fucking brilliant. Mm. Very self-sustaining. They'll be there when the yeah. nukes drop. Yeah. They'll survive. They'll be the only people left, probably. Okay, and finally? So hundreds of people who identify as dogs. Fucking hell. <laughs> Met up in a public park to... Wow. To bark at each other. So, so yeah, hundreds of people. Plastic fluffy guys, or I think they're the fluffy fluffy guys. Well, well, they're that, fluffy guys. Because if they're not, it's just, it's just weird. Then latex fluffies. I, I don't weird. want latex fluffies. I just want fluffy guys. I want a Japanese guy. <laughs> you know. If you're gonna be fluffy, it's gotta be fucking. If you're gonna be a dog, you've gotta be fluffy. You can't just be a bloke in a latex gimp suit. <laughs> yeah, because you're not a dog. You're just a gimp. Exactly. <laughs> So, hundreds of people who identify as dogs met up in Berlin, only Berlin. It could only only be in Germany, couldn't it? I love you, our listener in Frankfurt and Maine. You're great. Mm. You listen to us every week. Oh, yeah, fantastic people. If I was in a a pick a nation to a bunch of people who turn up in dog outfits to bark at each other, I'd probably pick Germany. Japan a close second. Yeah, Japan definitely a close second. Japan a close second, but I'd pick Germany. So a group, the group communicated by barking and howling at each other. Around a thousand trans-species activists met up at the Berlin Potsdamer Platz railway station in German capital. The group said they do not identify as human beings and they said wish to be recognised as pooches. I think this is the way it's going to go. Like in 200 years, people should be identifying as whatever they want. It's not even going to be there that far a, away. There was, no. a, there was a case recently. Next, ten years, next ten years. Ten years. A British schoolgirl identified as a cat. That was bollocks. Was it bollocks? And then they put the cat litter in so she just shit in the cat litter drain. That was just bollocks, yeah. No, not that big. So I she'd only speak to if she was like addressed. I think that was bollocks as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Imagine the RSPCA adverts in ten years. Oh, then. God, yeah. <sighs> Look at little Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in the shelter for ages. <laughs> He's some old bloke with a gimp mask under the tongue. He's sat there nude. Yeah. We're going to have to put him down if something comes in. Put him down! <laughs> so here's a slightly more sinister view on this case. One local said, 
Just abandon them in the Siberian tundra. Let them survive with their canine instincts. Fucking hell. There's Nazism alive on one of Germany. <laughs> Wilson commented, I don't see anyone smelling the tail of others. Jose wrote, Can you imagine what they all... Oh, this is all bullshit. Oh, how they all defecate. Yeah, great. I wasn't thinking about that. No. Call animal control and give them their rabies doses. That's what Eduardo said. But if they identify as dogs, why do they put on masks? Said Ivan. To make them look like a dog, obviously. Mm. Well, each to their own, mate. Crack on. Oh, hang on. It's weird as fuck, but... Particular finish called Puck Play, and these individuals, mostly young, are cosplaying. Most do not believe they are dogs, but are wearing a fetish costume. So it is, it's all latex dog costumes, isn't it? It's not, it's not wholesome Japanese bloke who's just goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spend Fuck 10 grand society. on a dog. I'm going to live as a dog and everyone will just like, walk me and fuss me and I can sleep for fucking 18 hours a day and no one's going to bitch at me. Well, I should wrap this one up. So yeah, I'm in Ben. Thanks for listening. I'm Prince Charles. Keep on flying them UFOs, baby. King Charles, sorry. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. And I've been Claire. Guys, keep the Bowman Empire alive in your mind. I do. Day. And I've been Pete, if you want to keep it short and sweet, never ask me about submarines. No. <laughs> <laughs>